If you're looking for a podcast to help you save money at the grocery store. Uh, hmm, that would be an interesting podcast. Um, I would look for that podcast because we are not that podcast. No, we certainly aren't. No. I mean, I guess maybe buy less, uh, go dumpster diving. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't have any clue how to save money. I wish I knew. Coupons, 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 coupons. Well, yes, if if you want to take that time, but then you have to like subscribe to the newspaper, and nobody does that anymore. Or online coupons, but uh, still, you've got to. That doesn't help all your that much. QR codes and whatnot. Anyway, you're getting, you're you getting all kinds of emails and and text messages. Yeah, it's, that's it's simply that's, that's not us. Not worth it. And this isn't that podcast. That's not us. This is, however, comedy, tragedy, marriage. marriage. Welcome to Comedy Tragedy Marriage, a podcast where a longtime married couple takes turns each episode selecting a movie, TV show, or documentary to watch. We watch it together, then we sit down and discuss why we liked it, loved it, or loathed it, and share that discussion with you. I am Stan the Movie Man. I review films at StanTheMovieMan.com when I get around to it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. At Movie Man Stan. You can follow the podcast at CT Marriage. You can also follow me on Blue Sky, uh, which apparently is now open to everybody uh, you, before you needed an invitation. Oh. Also on uh, Spoutable and on uh, Threads. All of those are at Stan the Movie Man. Uh, if you have a question that you'd like to ask uh, me or Maud, uh, you can send that to us via email, comedytragedymarriage at gmail.com. A suggestion for something for us to watch and talk about on the podcast. Again, comedytragedymarriage at gmail.com. And you could also just click the link in the description of this episode and send us a voice message. Joining me as always is my other half... Maud the riddled with questions, controversy, and possible inaccuracies broad. <laughs> oh, should I have not shown you that? That's a mouthful, ain't it? No, oh, yeah, it is. Uh, well, uh, it was your choice this week. Um, yes, it was. And um, it was going to be one of two um, feminist woman powered kind of situations and so um, what we ended up watching was um, Nyad. It is a 2023 um, biographical sports drama, maybe emphasis on drama about um, distance swimmer Diana Nyad and the multiple attempts that she made um, after she turned 60 to swim from um, Cuba to Key West. Um, we streamed it on Netflix, right? Yes, yes. because it is it's a, a Netflix, Netflix film. Um, Annette Benning stars as Diana Nyad and Jodie Foster stars um, as Nyad's um, coach, best friend, gal pal, motivator, and... Um, um, sort of doormat for part of the for part of the film, 
Um, anybody that's in her circle is kind of would have been a bit of a doormat. Yeah. Um, Jodie Foster stars as her best friend and coach, Bonnie Stoll. Um, also with a notable performance is Reese Ivins as the, um, the boat captain, um, because to make these trips, she had to be, um, you know, there had to be a, a ship, a boat traveling alongside with, um, medics and support staff and, um, you know, cooks, nutrition people, and, you know, the whole, um, the whole support team that goes into the making of a world-class athlete like this. So, um, the film opens with Nyad's surprise 60th birthday party, um, and we find her for the first time in 30 years um, jumping back into the pool. She doesn't dive in. She jumps. She it's, always jumps. Yeah, and it's it's an awkward looking thing for a swimmer to not dive in, but she jumps with her feet first. Um, and over the course of the movie, we, we see some of her childhood and, um, you know, youth in flashback and um, interactions and encounters with her um, childhood teenage swim coach and um, things that happened in that um, dynamic. Um, the film is based on her Nyad's autobiography called Find a Way. And um, it, it was a very interesting um film powerhouse performances by the three actors that that we've mentioned um annette benning has been nominated for an academy award for best actress jodie foster has been nominated for an academy award for best supporting actress for this film um it was released um it first of all it, it premiered at the 50th telluride film festival this past september 1st um, it had a very small release in select theaters on October October 20th, 2023, and then started streaming on Netflix beginning um, November 3rd. Now, the, the movie has received positive reviews from critics, um, especially for the performances of both Annette Bening and Jodie Foster, and they have, as we said, received Academy Award nominations. Um, in 2010, Nyad is turning 60, and she is um, she's decided that she's going to do the one thing that she resolved to do in her career, and um, it she was never able to do it, and that's the 110-mile swim from Cuba to Florida. She had tried that before, and so this film chronicles her multiple attempts to make this swim and um the the brutal rigors of being an athlete that um that happened she gets stung by box jellyfish um she has to go to the hospital she nearly dies there's sunburn there's um 
swallowing salt water and then vomiting it up. There's um, hallucinations, delusions, dehydration, which is an odd irony since you're surrounded by all this water, but apparently um, drinking salt water doesn't count as being hydrated. Mm, no. Um, so yeah, this um, this was quite the um, roller coaster swim ride of a film as far as I was concerned. Um, now I remember, um, and Stan remembers from when we were kids and teenagers, um, Diana Nyad being in the news for, you know, various distance swims that she had done. I'm going to bounce back over to her um, biography. Um, she was, she is um, an author, journalist, motivational speaker. Um, she first gained national attention in 1975 when she claimed to swim around Manhattan, um, that's 28 miles or 45 kilometers in record time. And also in 1979, when she swam from Bimini to Juneau Beach, Florida, that's a 102 mile swim or 164 um, kilometers. Um, so in two 2013, on her fifth try, and at age 64, she finally made the the swim from Havana to Key West, allegedly. <laughs> um, she, um, there are um, questions as to the veracity of that swim. There were like not enough, um, not enough witnesses or verification to um, make this a legit thing that actually happened apparently. Um, it has been invest investigated. Um, it has never been formally ratified because um, there were not enough independent observers and the records are incomplete. Um, the Guinness Book of World Records actually revoked Nyad's achievement, and um, Diana Nyad is quoted as saying, maybe I had too much hubris, like, I don't need to prove this to anybody. That's my bad. Um, hubris was an ongoing theme in this film, because not knowing Diana Nyad as a person, I don't know this, but if her own, if this is based on her own book and her own book portrays her as this kind of character, she's something of a pill. Yeah. Um, just like very um, stubborn, headstrong, difficult to deal with, kind of like a bulldog with a bone sort of. I'm going to do this thing and nobody can out talk me from doing this thing. And I don't care how physically impossible this thing is, or I don't care what all you all have to do to accommodate me doing this thing. I've decided I'm going to do this thing. And so you all are just going to help me do this thing because I've decided that that is what I want. Um, Doesn't matter what you have to give up, what, what it costs you. Well, yeah, because everybody, here is 
here because they are here for the support, comfort, and convenience of me That's doing right. this thing. That's right. Um, I am not an athlete. Big surprise. <laughs> um, so I don't understand this kind of fanatical, pathological almost need to punish one's body to this extent um, in order to achieve some goal. Now, I am not an athlete. I am a musician. It's a different thing, and I'm certainly not of a world-class caliber, but I do understand in theory and in concept the desire to achieve a goal and um, setting an aspiration for oneself and um, putting in hard work and time and effort and um, even discipline to make those kinds of things happen. All of that being said, I'm sorry, I ain't swimming in the water with sharks. I ain't, um, you know, punishing my body to the extent that I hallucinate and lose my mind in the water. Um, I, I just know, just know. No. Um, but with distance swimming, and I guess with any other kind of distance sport, um, it is that kind of um, punishing kind of endurance um, training. And um, when the main event happens, it's like um, the difference between rehearsal and performance. Um, that being said, the performances in this movie by Annette Bening and Jodie Foster are remarkable. Their um, relationship is poignant and fraught, and it's a real testament to friendship and um, to, um, to the lengths that one friend will go to for another to help make their dreams come true. So that part of it was really cool. What did you think? Um, yeah, Naya does not come off well. Not particularly sympathetic. In the movie. Now, you know, whether she learned anything because of, you know, how the next to last effort to uh, cross the you know to to swim from cuba to florida ended and everybody said we're done we're not doing this anymore um and um everybody pretty much abandoned the project because a they were out of money they couldn't get any more sponsors um and she had used up any and all goodwill um, yeah, her coolness points were gone. Yeah, she she had she had burned pretty much every bridge, and Bonnie even said, "I'm done, I'm gone." Uh, even though they had been friends for years, decades, decades. Yeah. Um, and and um, uh, Reese Ivan's uh, character, John Bartlett, the boat captain, refused to to go on any more adventures, especially after. 
he told her the weather would turn against her and they ran teeth first into a massive storm and the boat started taking on water and and it was going to sink and they said you need to get out of the water and she said this will pass going to keep going and it was like she didn't care about anybody else but herself now at the end of the film i mean of course we're spoiling some of this stuff but you know i still recommend you see the movie oh yeah um there's some redemption for her in that she she makes nice with Bonnie and um, um, John mm-hmm. and and that manages to reform her team and and so she can do this one last attempt once more into the breach exactly but um, I think that was that was more of a way to redeem the character and make a happier happy ending because of course the happy ending is she succeeds uh, in completing the swim allegedly um, so you know I, and while it feels good that she makes a conciliatory phone call uh, to John and you know she and Bonnie have a sort of a makeup conversation um, but everybody also sort of caves in to yeah. her whims they still end up bowing down yes even though everybody says and knows that she's a pill well she is an emotional black hole yeah she uses everybody for what they can do for her and doesn't really provide anything to anyone. Um, there's there's no there's no emotional benefit. Uh, the only benefit that any of them might gain is from the publicity uh, of if she succeeds. And it took her four tries this time to finally succeed even though she failed what once or twice um back in the 70s when she was younger yeah before she she was retired so and you know even the concept of swimming that far for that long is unimaginable to me it the human body is simply not built to do that. Um, um, yeah. And, and the fact that she... Um, I, I, I'm not sure that she views herself as merely human. Well, probably not. That's probably the only way she she could have even attempted to do it. Part of this, like a narcissistic God complex thing, <laughs> but also... Um, also an inner wounded little girl. Well, yes, and we learn about that mm-hmm. uh, via flashbacks uh, in, in the film. There's also some really interesting um, 
real life footage of Diane and Nyad from back in the day. Yes, they, they show her uh, via news footage um, and uh, talk show footage uh, of her talking about her experiences. Um, and, you know, even in that footage from back then, she does not always come off as an, a totally likable person. They, no, no. Uh, but it is, it, it's, it's, for for all of her faults throughout the entire film, um, it is a, a an admirable story of you know what could be referred to as stick tuitiveness, perseverance, determination, um, cussed stubbornness, um, but it's also selfishness yes both the good and um bad sides of the human spirit shall we say yes um i i sort of <laughs> looking at the the riddled with controversy parts of her career and some of her claims and that kind of thing I, I wonder if it would not have been a more satisfying experience for me to have watched this movie if it had just been a work of fiction. Well, you know some what I mean? might claim. That it was. Uh, but, um, but it's one of those, you know, sports stories that just... I'm not a sporty spice. And, and um, would you have even considered watching it if it were not based on a name that a real you person knew and events that w were supposed to have happened um i maybe i mean i've watched other sporty movies before um but no the fact that it was a name i remembered from my own youth and um yeah that definitely colored my desire to see it and um so good question stan Hmm. Thank you, Maude. I appreciate uh, you're, you're appreciate welcome. your your praise. I, I'm always praising you, Stan. <laughs> I brag on you all the time, air day to everybody. Okay, well, thank you. I, it's true. I, I do kind of wish you'd stop. Um, you do not. So, um, so uh, Jodie Foster uh, and um, um. Annette Benning both nominated for Academy Awards and and other uh, awards. Mm -hmm. Oh um, yeah, from other shows that uh, other award shows that haven't happened yet. Um, um, I liked I really liked Reese Ivins' character. I did too. In his performance, in I this. did too. That boat captain was just a sturdy soul, <laughs> and he didn't mind telling Diane and I had. You know that where she, she was could an stick idiot. her fins. Yeah, um, yeah, which she didn't use. Yeah, um, no, that would be cheating. Yes, it would be cheating. Um, and you've got to come all the way out of the water. That's exactly right. Uh, ankles, get, ankles get, out of the water. Got to get both ankles completely out of the water before anybody could touch her. Yeah. Um. All of that said. This is a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I really, really liked it. The performances were strong. Um, it's 
it's rare that we see Jodie Foster taking a back seat to someone else's um, bombastic, explosive role mm -hmm. and character. Mm -hmm. But she did, and in so doing, she um, she forged herself as an equal. If that makes any sense at all, I mean it's it's a bit of a paradox, and I yeah. don't know if I'm making sense, but no, I understand what you're talking about. Uh, plus, her being a a very a marginally secondary character, one would argue that they are roughly equal, especially when Nyad's in the water and Bonnie is on the boat uh, being her coach and trying to encourage her and, and, and interacting with the crew. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Diana is starting to uh, hallucinate and not understand what's going on. And at one point she, she says, I didn't know the Taj Mahal was here. Oh, yeah. It's... It's at the end of the yellow brick road. And Bonnie uses that and says, well, just head for the Taj Mahal because yeah. they got to keep her on course. Just go that way. Yeah. Um, and some of the, the sequences where the hallucinations are happening are visually pretty interesting to look at. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. It's like, woo, trippy. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, for me, Definitely worth seeing, controversy, questions, and all. Um, I didn't realize that Diane and I had been on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> well, she is not the most graceful uh, person in the world. Unt unless she's in the water. Yes. Um, and even jumping into the water, not graceful. No, looking. no. And I guess that's a thing about the the distance that she's got to propel herself and the diving if she dove into the water then that would be considered somehow those few feet uh would be somehow cheating huh. so i right. guess i don't know so I, maybe it's I a clean start it. if you jump in yeah i, I guess I, I don't know it doesn't make any sense to me that's either. a that's a, another sporty spice thing I don't get. I guess. But um, anyway. So, so, how many um, water nymphs would you give this film? <laughs> I give it five water nymphs. I, I think it's it is well worth watching. It is uh, a very well done film, and this uh, film is from two first time directors, uh, feature directors. And um, it is uh, engaging from beginning to end. And uh, Benning and uh, Foster are terrific. This is a very unlike the character Foster plays in um, True Detective Night Country. Um, she is, you know, funny, and, but in a less sarcastic way than she is in Night Country. Yeah. And she's almost motherly she's she's kind of like she takes care of uh bonnie takes care of diana yeah. in a way um they were former lovers briefly they dated for a minute they uh, said. yeah a hundred years ago or uh -huh. whatever she says yeah. and um you know they have become 
just really, really good friends. They're more like sisters um, than anything else. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a terrific portrayal of two very, very close friends uh, with a lot of history. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's two terrific performances. And I know there's no chance that they're going to win um, in their awards. Uh, I think pretty much both of those awards are locked up for the Academy. But um, they both deserve nominations. And I highly suggest you watch the film on Netflix. What about you? Five sets of fins. Mm. Um, really good film. Um, again, not the norm to see Jodie Foster in a supporting role um, playing. And she plays such a supportive character. Mm -hmm. um, very much a second fiddle, but also um, integral to Diana Nyad's ultimate success in this last goal that she has um, swimming from Cuba to Key West and really really good film um, highly recommend yeah it's got it's got some very uplifting and a, a few moments that are also soul crushing um, and um, uh, there was a, a point or two where a few tears were squeezed out of my nearly dry ducks so um yeah it's it's very good i i enjoyed it a lot oh and another really cool thing to watch for um the makeup effects when diana nyad has been like re in the water and the ravages that the water t oh yeah <laughs> it's really very realistic sunburns and blisters um, and allergic reactions to the box jellyfish stings yeah. and all of that yeah really cool um gross makeup yeah so good good deal <laughs> yeah. um so yeah what else are you watching reading listening to i've only got one thing to talk about so you go ahead um okay so finally after two months on the waiting list, I have received and um, held in my hot little hands Bonnie Garmus's book, Lessons in Chemistry. So a couple of months ago, I watched Lessons in Chemistry, the um, limited series on Apple TV starring the wonderful, marvelous Brie Larson, which is what made me want to read the book because the miniseries was so good. And... Um, I can say roughly a quarter of the way into the book that the book is very consistent in tone. The series was consistent in tone with the book as far as the portrayal of the, the main character, Elizabeth Zott, um, who is a research chemist in... Um, early 1950s to early 1960s in an era when women were not chemists they were secretaries if they were working outside the home at all um, this character um, bucks against all the stereotypes of um, the patriarchy and um, you know just blazes her own trail 
and um, is very sort of, she's a dry, deadpan genius. And um, the book has been great. Um, I would highly recommend as well that if you want to watch the limited series on Apple TV, if you can do that, totally worth the investment of time. I loved it. It's what made me want to read the book in the first place. So I'm also watching um, the Hallmark Channel original called The Way Home. We are three episodes into the second season. Oh my gosh, it's getting so, I mean, it was already great. It is getting so twisty and so good. And the time travel element is becoming much deeper than it was um, in last season. And um, Kyler Lee and Andy McDowell are wonderful as mother and daughter. Um, and just really good writing, good character development. We have some mystery and suspense. We have the time travel element. We have a little bit of on again, off again, will they, won't they, um, bit of romance that happens. It's just a really good show. And um, I'm streaming that um, through Hallmark on Peacock. So there's that. So. And you watched those movies about the law firm? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mother-daughter law firm? Okay. So, full disclosure, I'm a huge fan of Kimberly Williams Paisley. I loved her before she was even Paisley. I loved her when she was just Kimberly Williams. So, um, I stumbled across a Hallmark Movies and Mysteries um, installment franchise um, called Darrow and Darrow. And there are several films associated with this. Um, Kimberly Williams Paisley portrays an attorney named Claire Darrow. Um, her father founded a law firm called Darrow and Darrow. He died. She has determined, she promised that she would keep the firm going and she's doing her best to do so. And her mother, um, Joanna Darrow, played by Wendy Malick, who, um, we love and have loved for a long time, um, Joanna comes back to town um, broke and in need of a job and in need of um, sustenance and wherewithal and, and all the things. And, and a so, place to live. And a place to live. So she and Claire have had, um, they've been on the outs, sort of. And so there's the the element of them rebuilding their mother-daughter relationship. There's also a third generation of Darrow female, um, Claire's daughter named Lou, short for Louise, who is a genius and a very good baseball player. Um, Claire's husband passed away several years prior, but he played baseball with Lou and taught her how to play ball, and so she's you know they're like why don't you play softball and she's like i don't like softball i like baseball pitching underhand no why well, i, I want to play baseball so um i've watched three of those movies and um they've been enjoyable you know nothing earth shattering or um super heavy but um good storylines, good likable characters, good development, good writing. Um, and Tom Cavanaugh plays um, a 
district attorney who takes a hiatus and he is sort of kind of a love interest for Claire um, there's obviously some chemistry there but they always end up talking shop and so um, that relationship dynamic is is um, kind of warm and fuzzy and cute and nice to see their, their chemistry on screen is good so um, yeah I've enjoyed those too and let's not forget the complicating factor that Wendy Malick's character was a corporate attorney, which was the antithesis of what her husband was, yeah. which was a small town attorney who fought for the little guy. And Wendy Malick, uh, uh, she was an attorney who fought for the big corporations. And she sold out to the man, Sold man. out to the man and moved her daughter to New York and when, she, when the daughter got old enough and went to law school and got her degree and passed the bar, she moved back to her small hometown, mm -hmm. reopened her father's law firm, and was once again fighting for the little guy. And, and then, on a shoestring. Right. And mom shows up wanting a job and a place to live, uh, wanting a partnership in the law firm saying that she can bring in the big bucks from these corporate firms. Which I can is make the, rain, man! Which is the last thing uh, her daughter yeah. wants. And turns out she's figuring out that she can do the little stuff for the little guy, too. Yeah. So, uh, I've picked up enough from, you from have. just walking through the room while you're watching it. Look at you paying attention. I, well, you know, I, I'm, know, I'm a sponge. I suck things up. Good for you. Anything else? Um, you and I have been watching some true crime and some fake crime and <laughs> um, True Detective Night Country, yeah. which is oh my god, I'm so here for this. Yeah, we need to we need to get to the fourth episode. We haven't watched it yet, uh, and we're also watching Death and Other Details on Hulu, which is a lot of fun. It's certainly a much lighter. Um, um, type of um, you know mystery mystery kind of thing, um, but yeah, uh, liking both of those. They're very different shows. Oh but, yeah, but liking them both. Um, um, and then we've uh, we're we watched a couple episodes of the uh, Manson thing on MGM Plus. Um, and I think they're going to finally get into the whole myth part of, of yeah. it. But he was a creepy yet. little troll. He was. Ooh. Um, so, you know, they essentially, in the second episode, tell us that his ability to uh, gain followers, especially girls, uh, women, was uh, it boiled down to how to win friends and influence people uh, that uh, Dale, Carnegie. Dale Carnegie and I'm sure he is spinning in his grave he also in, incorporated aspects of Scientology and and other uh, self-help uh, uh, philosophies and and he he was he was a con man basically uh, but he was he was also a guy who had a fantastic memory even though he could barely read yeah so he was able to hear things and incorporate them in his brain 
and figure things out and um, and just and just use them to manipulate people so um, but we're, we're getting to I think especially in the third and fourth episodes um, the whole uh, myth part of the situation the crime part of it so um, one thing that was very interesting which I had not heard before was that even as early as early grades in elementary school on the playground little Charlie Manson was able to get little girls to follow him around and do his bidding yeah, they... so his ability to manipulate women particularly started literally in his childhood which yeah. I'm like I'm going ew and any male followers he had as an adult were because he had mostly female followers yeah so you know so find where the chicks are the, and the dudes will follow yeah they any any guys he had were because charlie was surrounded by women so um yeah it it's it's gonna i think it's gonna get better as we get to the last two episodes anything else uh no okay if you have small children if you're listening to this on like a speaker a smart speaker or, or something or if you're in a group setting or you're in your office plug in your headphones now what are we doing well i have been watching a show on mgm plus that is called sex life uh, you've been warned now i'm not going to get graphic with it There's, but the show is graphic the show is extraordinarily well graphic. they call it a voyeuristic um sex life is a voyeuristic documentary yes. series about titillating sexual and erotic experiences now yes there are some very graphic scenes of people engaged in sexual activity there are also, there are also some very silly things like the last episode I watched uh, was called Sugar High. It's the sixth episode of season one, and while there was some very there's three segments in every episode about different things, and one segment was about sploshing. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know what sploshing was. Are you going to explain it to the class? Because, I am. Because I don't know either. Now, I don't know if it's specifically this one thing, but in this instance, sploshing is sitting on cakes. Oh, God. What? Uh, this uh. model makes apparently a lucrative living being photographed and videotaped sitting dressed in skimpy outfits sitting on cakes and smearing it all over her body uh, and okay and this isn't just something she does for photographs this is a lifestyle for her she says she discovered this when she was nine years old and she was um, 
something about shaving cream and she sprayed shaving cream all over herself in the bathtub and she um, had an experience? A, an experience with rubbing the shaving cream all over herself. Yeah, that's delightful. A, a, a completion experience rubbing it all over herself. Now, that segment, just for somebody like myself, was kind of silly. And most of the other things that you get exposed to on this show, pardon the expression, exposed to, it, uh, are things I've heard of before. BDSM, uh, wife's, uh, you know, uh, the lifestyle or uh, hot couples, couples who swap. They haven't talked about hot wifing yet. Okay, they will. Uh, I'm sure they will. <clears throat> um, um, camming, girls who cam. Um, they they have a poly. They've done an episode on polyamory, um, or you know, a segment on polyamory. But there are also segments that get a little deeper into the psychology of the individuals that they feature that are involved in these various things. For instance, a woman who survived breast cancer and her partner are into BDSM. Now, for her, uh, she is the person who receives pain. And her partner was the one who applied it. However, because of all of her surgeries and her chemo and all that stuff, pain took on a new meaning. It was a negative. Um, and she was she's now cancer free, and they were starting to get back out into because they, they would go to clubs where BDSM was, you know, practiced. And but she was trying to figure out if her mind would accept what her body was feeling as pleasure, like it used to. And you know, they did they they took it very slow and easy, and you know, at least in the the experience she had that was filmed. It went pretty well, although she had some, you know, she couldn't take much before she started to have a very emotional response. Um, and other segments about individuals involved in certain aspects of other lifestyles, they will go into how, um, like, there was one about uh, women who go to uh, a cabin in the woods of East Tennessee and learn how to strip. Um, some of them are survivors of sexual violence. Some of them um, are professional strippers who just go to pick up tips and tricks. Some of them are women who have never even thought about being professional strippers who are just looking for empowerment. And this lady who has been a stripper for years runs this annual retreat for women who want to come together and have this experience. Stripper camps. Uh, it's called stripper it's called strip cabin. 
Okay. And that's close. They they have they have a great time, and they find it very empowering. They have photo shoots where they, you know, these women of various body sizes, of various ages, um, with some are covered in tattoos, some have none. Um, they have a photographer, a female photographer come in and take their photographs and the ones they showed on the episode, they all looked beautiful. Um, and it was, it's a pretty interesting examination of the parts of our sexual selves that we never consider, uh, especially those of us who are what we would refer to as vanilla. Vanilla. Um, of course, there's also the people who like chocolate sauce. But, you know, that's a completely different episode. Uh, but it, it's, it is strictly for adults. There is a lot of nudity. There is a lot of sexual activity shown. So if uh, you are never without a child in the room with you, then do not watch Sex Life. But if you and your partner are interested in exploring other things, then uh, on MGM Plus, it is called Sex Life. There are three seasons, and uh, the, at least the first season has eight episodes in it um so i'm enjoying what i'm watching um i don't force or require uh mod to watch it i didn't even me. know you were watching it <laughs> uh i i just didn't know how you'd take it to be honest well it's educational uh, yeah for the most part it's also kind of hot have Sometimes. they talked about plushies yet? Plushies? Or you mean furries? furries? No, when they haven't done furries yet. Okay. I don't know that they ever will. That may be a thing. Puppy play, horse play. Well, you know, they've 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 done the that's part of the BDSM community. Okay. Uh and they it's been mentioned once, but you know, they haven't devoted an entire segment to it. But okay. We're done with that. So, you can bring the kids back in or put us back on speaker. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Comedy, Tragedy, Marriage. We appreciate it. Uh, you can give us a like, uh, follow, subscribe, whatever it is on your podcast platform of choice. Share us with your friends, or maybe not. Your grown-up friends. Your grown-up friends on social media. We would appreciate it. Uh, if you have a suggestion for something you would like us to watch and talk about on a future episode of Comedy, Tragedy, Marriage, you can send that to us via email. Send it, uh, send us what it is you want us to watch and why you think we should watch it to ComedyTragedyMarriage at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice message by clicking the link in the description of this episode. I'm Stan the Movie Man. That's Maud the Movie Broad. Love you. Love you. And until next time. Later. later.